I always love the children. You never know what they're going to say. <laughs> and they are precious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Lord, we just thank you for this special day. We want to pray, Lord, that you'll bless all the ladies as well as everyone in this place. Lord, we know that your hands are outstretched over every person. And Lord, we especially want to remember the mothers and Lord, how they've laid down their lives. And Lord, we thank you for every mother. And Lord, those that are with us and those that are in heaven, we thank you for every one of them. And Lord, bless this day. And I pray, Lord, those that are mothers now, those that will be mothers, Lord, that you'll just bless. And Lord, bless every person in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In, there's a scripture I want to start with. Pastor Mike had mentioned it before, and I want to read it to you. Now, the Bible never changes, and what God says in his word is true. Praise the Lord. And I want to read in Proverbs 18.22 what it says about a wife. This isn't mothers, but this is a wife. It says, whoso findeth a wife, it says, findeth a good thing. But another version says, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a treasure. Isn't that nice? Did you know, ladies, you're a treasure to your husband? Wow, that's great. <laughs> that's what the Bible says. When two become one, the wife is a treasure. And I want to say, too, to all of us, now there's some that are single, there's some that are married, there's some that um, perhaps their loved ones have gone on, some are single moms. But what's so wonderful is God has a plan over all of our lives. I remember when I was single, and I was in my 30s, and, and you know what? When they have Mother's Day, I'd say, you know what, I'm a mom. I'm a spiritual mom. I used to work with the kids and I'd work in the church and I had a heart for children. And so I said, I'm a mom. And you know, I want to say that to all of us. We all can be a mom. We can have that mom's heart and we can love and we can reach out. And um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Proverbs 31. I want to read a couple scriptures out of this chapter. In Proverbs 31 and verse 10, it says this, Who can find a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies? The Bible says that when you live a godly life, your value, your price is far above rubies. Now, if anybody has a ruby, you know, it's very valuable. It's something you don't want to lose. It's something, you know, you hide or you, you put in a safe place. You don't want anybody to steal because it has value. But it says here that it talks about a virtuous woman. A woman that lives for God is valuable in his kingdom and in this life. It's not how you look on the outside. It's not what you do. It's how you live. It's on the inside. It's our heart. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus wants to make himself real to us so that we can be all that he wants us to be. So it says here, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. And verse 11 says, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. So we see here that a, a 
virtuous woman or a woman or a godly woman is a person that her husband can put her trust, his trust in because she's godly and he can trust that she'll, she'll live for God, she'll make good decisions, she'll be led of him. And you know, really walking with Jesus is so vital. People don't realize that the importance of living a Christian life. You, in the world today, they say, do whatever you wanna do, right? And another thing, I maybe shouldn't hit this right yet, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. Now the Bible says train up a child. You know, God blesses a woman, she has to get married, have a family, and praise the Lord. And uh, Psalm 127.3 says, children are a heritage from the Lord. And another version says this, children are a gift from the Lord. If you have a child, that's a gift from God. God's entrusted you with a gift it's not just by chance or, you know, I have this child gives me a hard time or this child is so wonderful. Any children you have, God's given you and it's a gift. Now, what are you going to do with that gift? Now, some gifts are different, right? Some gifts are, have different sizes, different colors. All, but your ch every child's different, but it's a gift from God. And then God tells us what to do with that gift. He tells us in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he was older, when he is older, he will not depart from it. And so it's your job with that gift, what you do with it, and God tells us to train. Now what happens, sometimes that gift doesn't like to be trained. <laughs> Sometimes that gift says, why are you telling me what to do? Or why do I have to do this? And you know what? You have to remind yourself, hmm, God told me in his word, that's my job to train and to lead and to pray and to guide. And so we have to live our lives according to the word of God, even though that sometimes that gift may not like what it's going to be used for and how it's trained, but we have to obey the word of God. Train up a child in the way that he should go. How do you train a child? Oh, it's so important. The Bible says in Proverbs 6, verse 20, forsake not your mother's teaching. Hmm. <laughs> it also, also says something about fathers and their two and father's commandments, <laughs> his commands. That's what the Bible says. You're not to forsake your mother's teachings. And so God instills in a mother a love. We know that God is love, but he puts a special love in a mother's heart. And her job is to train and to teach that child the way that he should go or, he sh or she should go. And that's the job that God's given to a mother. And so then it, we're told that the child is a, or that special gift is not to forsake her mother's teaching. Okay, and so God wants us to be a good trainer. And to be a good trainer, we've got to be practicing and walking in the light of Jesus. You know, you can't train somebody if you haven't practiced yourself. And you know, God wants every one of us as moms or mothers or all of us to really know Jesus. 
When you spend your time reading your Bible and praying, coming to the house of God, and you set that example in your home, that is training. Training isn't always telling someone what to do. Training is living out the life before those that are in your home. They're watching you. They're seeing how you react when the problems come. Do you yell and scream and get mad and want to... Uh, uh, hit the neighbor or kick the dog. I don't know. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> and you know, let me just say this. We don't do perfectly, right? And then our children should see if we make a mistake. You know, we go to our child to that gift and say, you know, I didn't do perfectly. And I want you to forgive me. Because I know what God wants me to do. And I want to walk. I want to please the Lord. And if they see in your life that you're willing to admit, hey, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, but I, God forgives me, puts it under the blood, and I go forward. Do you know what? You're, set, you're training them. You're teaching them what to do when that happens in their life. Let's say they make a mistake, that precious gift. Oh, yeah, I remember mom or dad. They made a mistake, and I remember they said they were sorry, and they made sure they made it right with God, and they wanted to please the Lord. I saw my parents, they wanted to walk with God, or they did walk with God. Maybe they didn't do perfectly, but they walked in the light that God has given them. And you know, that's so vital in our walk and training. Training, you know, when you train in the natural, you go to the gym and you start training. Wow, you can't do everything at once. You know, you start on that treadmill and you can only go five minutes. Someone else is going an hour and say, wow, how did they do that? Well, they started out with five minutes too at one time. Then they worked at it and they worked at it. And you know, with training, you've got to work at it. You know, with your little gift that God's given you, <laughs> you got to stick with them. You got to help them. You got to train them. You got to teach them. And also you got to pray. We heard that song that our brother David sang. Thank you so much. Oh, I tell you, what would we do without prayer? I'm thankful that there's power in prayer. The Bible says, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. I'll tell you a little secret. Your children can be miles away. But you know what? You can pray. You can go with them through prayer. Oh, there's power in prayer. God will protect them. God will work in their hearts. God will move. And sometimes you have to pray until the light penetrates or breaks through in a life. Sometimes, you know, the enemy is out to kill and to destroy and would like to pull our children another direction. But Jesus is victor. Hallelujah. I love that song that we sang today about there's no other name like the name of Jesus. When I sing that song, oh, it so grips me. It so makes me to realize, Jesus, you're so wonderful. You're my life. You're my everything. I've asked Jesus to come into my heart at a young age. I surrendered my life. And you know, it just started. Oh, then there's a walk that God takes you through. And, I, and you know, it's a good thing we don't know what tomorrow holds. Wow, if we knew, we'd be, in, we'd be worrying and we'd be uh, trying to uh, stop things and straighten out things. But God gives us today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. So he wants you to live just for today. Don't worry about yesterday or tomorrow. He wants you to live for today for him. Lord, I want to walk with you today. You've given me today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day I say, Lord, I belong to you. I want to please you today. I want to take care of my gift today that you've given me. I want to have faith. And there's mothers and grandmothers and, and the spiritual mothers in this place.
and I'll include the fathers. You get yours next month. <laughs> but you know what? We all can pray. Isn't that wonderful? And never say, never say I prayed and I didn't get an answer. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Sometimes you're praying may not be that God wants to answer it right at that time. Maybe he sees something better, and overall he sees, you know, there's, the answer to prayer is either yes, no, or wait. That's the answer to prayer. And sometimes God wants us to wait. And we don't like to wait. You know, we want things done yesterday. And God teaches us. And I remember when I had hurt my leg and my knee and I couldn't walk. I was on crutches and, and uh, I was, everyone was praying for me and I was praying for myself. And, and um, a lot of people were getting touched and I, I you know, was having to walk through it. And I remember I was standing right in this area and someone came and prayed for me and they said, God tells me to tell you that he wants you to walk through this and he's going to bring you out. But he wants you to, he could heal you in an instance, but his desire is to teach you some things through this, and he's going to make you walk through it. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. <laughs> and you know, that's exactly what happened. God taught me some lessons. He taught me to trust him more. He taught me to have patience. He taught me to, that he is my life. And you know, you really don't know that he's your everything until you have to really be in a situation where you can't do anything and your hands are tied and you're saying, okay, Lord, here I am. You've got to help me. I'm trusting you. And then he'll withhold the answer, but our, it's how important it is that we keep trusting him. That we, they, the Bible says that keeping, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, how we're to keep our eyes focused on him. We're try, that means to keep trusting him, saying, Lord, even though I don't see an answer, even though it looks like disaster, Lord, I'm trusting you. This is in your hands. I'm believing you to take care of it. I trust you and I thank you. And then when the temptation comes, the, the of doubt or fear, you keep turning to him. You say, Lord, my trust is in you. God, I believe you to do it. And I promise you the answer will come. Now, I had one prayer that took 10 years. I'd never had this happen in my life, but just one. I couldn't understand it. People would get answers to prayer, and, the, and it wasn't physical. It was just some other thing. And I just didn't get it. One time, a brother in the church, I, think, I remember when we were real small, we were in the chapel, he said to me, you know, God sees things that you don't see, and he has a right timing. That's all that I remember that was said to me once. And after 10 years, all of a sudden, I remember myself praying about this thing, and boom, that week, the answer came. And then I said, oh, now I get it. Things were not in line for this thing to happen because God had something better for me. And I didn't know it. And if he would have answered that back then, I wouldn't have gotten the greater blessing that he had for me. And so he had to get all those things in line. It took 10 years. Dear Lord, that's too long. But it, <laughs> and it really, I mean, we get answers to prayer constantly, quick, quick. But that was because it was a, uh, a natural thing that had to be taken care of. But God had, knew all about it. And he had me in mind, and he was taking care of it. And even though I prayed, and I just thought, I don't get it. 
He got it. And you know, we have to learn to trust him. He knows things that we don't know. And we got to keep our hands in his. And we got to keep praying and keep believing. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited while I'm saying it. God is working powerfully and mightily over you and your life. The only way that you stop the blessing of God is getting discouraged and quitting. That's the lie of the devil. He'll speak those lies to you and say, See, your prayer wasn't answered. You ask God for it. He doesn't love you. And he'll spew out all these lies. But you know what? Jesus is, is a God of love. God, But God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave his life for you. He poured out everything to you and I so that we could experience the love of Jesus, that our lives can be walked in fellowship and we can have joy and peace. The devil comes to kill and destroy. He lies. He'll try to make it appear that you're losing out, you know, by, see, God doesn't answer. Go this other way. That's where it'll be wonderful. And you go that way and it's a disaster. <laughs> and then you wake up and say, what in the world have I done? And then we come back to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let's learn to trust him. Let's learn to keep our hand and our, our lives in his. He knows what he's doing. And sometimes we don't understand it. But God wants us to be people of faith. He wants us to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Praise the Lord. I want to say this too about that verse, train up a child in the way that he should go. Another way to train your children is to make them memorize scripture. Do you know as a child that my parents, they, I, it wasn't all in the church, it was at home. You know, there's so many of us, there's nine of us. Can you believe that? And I was in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and anyway, we were, my dad was really diligent to make us learn to memorize scripture. And we'd have to learn, you know, for all of sin, come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life for Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness. The man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. <laughs> I can stand up here and just quote them. Study to show that 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Word of truth. Um, but God commendeth his love toward us, and while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. I and mean, I can stand up here, and I can just start quoting them to you. Where did you learn these? I didn't just sit down and go, I learned these as a child. My dad and mom made us memorize scripture, and I'm, I won't tell you how old I am, but I can still say them, <laughs> and I can still quote them. And you know what? Oh, hallelujah. God wants us to get that word into our hearts, and you know what? It'll stick with you. All scriptures given by the inspiration of God. Hallelujah. We need that word of God hidden in our heart. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. God wants to make his word alive to us. He wants to cause our lives to be led by him through the word of God. It tells us how we should live. And so I just say those, I just did a little bit of that <laughs> to kind of encourage you. Praise the Lord. Memorize scripture. Now I know you keep doing it. You keep working at it. Praise the Lord. And now some say, oh, it's hard for me. Well, you know what? Do what you can. 
do it. I know a lady, she was 90 years old, and she memorized scripture as a child, and she could just quote the scripture. And she said at 90, she said, do you know I still memorize scripture? She said, I make myself memorize scripture. She's 90 years old. She's a real woman of God. She's in heaven now. This was quite a few years ago when I was in my 20s, and she was 90, and she was at a conference and she told how she memorized scripture. She'd memorize a scripture a week and she would just keep that word fresh in her heart. So I just say that to us to encourage us to keep that word of God in us. I want us also to, um, there's a couple other scriptures um, in this Proverbs uh, 31 that I wanted to read and that's in verse 26. It says about a, a virtuous woman, it says she openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. And so we see here that God wants us to be godly. And he wants, he's interested in our speaking and our thinking. It says she opened her mouth with wisdom. God wants to give you wisdom to know what to do in situations. You know, you're going to have situations come your way. And what do I do? What's the right thing to do? And we need to pray. There's not a... a just a cut and dry thing. This is what you do in every situation. It doesn't work that way. Every situation is different. And you know, every gift God gives you is different. And he wants us to have his wisdom. Lord, you show me what to do. Give me discernment. Give me wisdom. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. God wants us, whatever we do, maybe he'll have you correct, train, teach. But he wants us to do in kindness. You can be strong, but kind. I saw that in operation with my dad. He was strong, but loving. He may, oh boy, I tell you, I can tell you some things. I learned to clean my dad. You'd think it would be my mom. You know, he'd check our work. I guess he had to help my mom because she was so busy <laughs> with all those kids. And uh, we were, my job, okay, one time I had I was supposed to clean the bathroom floor. Back then, they didn't use mops. They gave you a pail and a, and a rag, and uh, you got down on your hands and knees, and you scrubbed the floor. That's how you did it. And I don't know if they do that anymore. Some people still do that, mainly, mainly mops, right? But anyway, so I got my pail and my rag and I washed the floor and my dad checked it and he said, you know, you didn't wash that floor. I said, yes, I did. He said, the corners are dirty. He said, you got to take that rag, you got to soak it real good and you got to soak those corners and you got to clean those corners. It's not done right unless you do it correctly, unless you do all of it right. And he taught us to be thorough and not just to start a job, but to finish a job. And do you know what? That followed me. I noticed that those things, I can hear things like my parents would say to me as a child, how to do things, because they trained us and they showed us in the practical as well as the spiritual. And you know what? You are putting seeds into your children, into your grandchildren. You're teaching them. You're training them. Oh, God wants us to have that law of kindness, that wisdom of God in our lives. And then it says in verse 28, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Verse 30 says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Do you want to be praised? Oh, do you want to be a blessing? Live for Jesus. 
Have a prayer life. Have a walk with God. Read your Bible. And live that life before your children. I want to read just another scripture. We know there's just a couple of people in the Bible. One of them is um, that were very godly. 2 Timothy 1.5. I want to read that to us. It says this. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned or the sincere faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Notice here it was the grandmother. How about that? You'd think it'd just be the mother. But the grandmother put it into her daughter, and then her daughter put it into her son, and he was affected. He was a godly man, Timothy, because of his grandmother and his mother. And then also it says in 2 Timothy um, 3.16 says this, or 3.15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And so we see here that Timothy as a child was taught the scriptures that made him wise unto salvation, that he had faith, a saving faith, a walk with God because that word was put into him. If you want to be wise, know the word of God and have your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God shows his love toward us and then he pours back he wants us to pour that love back to him. And I want us to look at a verse in Revelation 2.4. When I was praying about what to say today, there's a thought that God really put in my heart. I've said all these things, but this is the thing I want to really underline. I've touched it. And it's in Revelation 2. And maybe I should read um, verse 2. Through four. So, this is one of the churches, or seven churches that the book of Revelation speaks about. This is the church of Ephesus. And God says different things about them. He commends them for things, and then He tells them areas they need to do better. And then, verse in the Ephesus church, in verse two, Revelation 2 2 says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. So they hated sin, they were patient, they, were, they did good works, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. So they exposed sin and people that were deceivers, and hast borne and hast patience. And for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. So they were, had forbearance, this church, the people in this church, they were spiritual laborers. They reached out. They helped people. But look at verse 4. Nevertheless, I have something against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. God commended them for what they were doing. All their labor of love, their forbearance, you know, not wanting, you know, hating evil. But there's something that you're missing, something vital. 
you've left your first love. What was he saying? It wasn't me, didn't mean that laboring and doing things for God was wrong. What he was saying is don't forget to have that fellowship and that walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. You're called to have a lovership with Jesus. That's the great call. That's why you and I were made. We were made to serve the Lord, to live for him. Why did Jesus die on the cross? He died on the cross because he wanted to come into your life and into my life. He wanted to set us free from sin and darkness. He has a purpose and a plan and his purpose is that we walk in fellowship with him. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes there's a tendency to love things in this life that are gonna pass away and it's not wrong to love things in this life but the great lovership and walk that God has called us to is to walk with the king of kings to be united to Jesus Christ to let him be first in your life if you surrender your life to him every decision you make comes from the head Jesus is in charge of my life what is he saying what does he want where does he want me to go hallelujah he wants to be in charge of our lives oh that's the thing that they left they got so busy doing things that they forgot what the center was they forgot who was in charge they forgot that Jesus was the king of their life and oh God is calling us back to that place and he's saying come spend time at my feet pray read your Bible get united to the Lord Jesus Christ so then when you go out and you're that channel to witness to others there's power behind it because it's not you but it's Jesus Christ in you that wins the victory hallelujah he's a God of love he's a God of power and oh how he wants to fill us with himself he wants to be your best friend he wants you to have a lovership a relationship with him where he's first and he's your everything and it's not a bondage it's wonderful <laughs> oh, and you know what? When he touches your heart, you want more. You want him all the time. And if something happens that drives him away, you can't stand it. It's like a fish out of water. What happens to that fish when it flops out of the water? It's going to die if it doesn't get in that water. And you know, if we don't stay united to the presence of God, if we don't stay in touch with him, and if something hinders, what do we do? Oh, we come back to him and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, if I've done something to displease you, Lord, if I need to do something I'm not doing, God, I want to walk with you. I've got to have your presence. And I'll tell you a little secret. You can come into church, and if God's not there, you're going to go away empty, and you're going to say, hmm, something was missing there. What was it? I tell you, we pray, we pray, God, I've got to have you. You've got to come. And I'll tell you a little something. Now, I know we don't have all the things that they want in these big churches, you know, for the children. But I tell the families that come into this place, you've got people that are praying, helping pray for your kids. You're not going to get it sometime in all these other places. You've got people that care about your kids that they find God. And sometimes people get their eyes on the wrong thing, but I want to say... I thank God in this church, my son had the privilege of being, being, growing up in this church and he found God. He didn't have all the programs and all the stuff and I'm not against that. I think it's wonderful and we're trying to do more. But I'm telling you, 
You gotta find God. You gotta learn to pray, and you gotta have people praying for your kids. And we do that in this place. And if you don't believe it, you come Monday morning, Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Friday morning. We pray for them. And I've had it on my heart. I've been praying hard for the children. God, you've got to come to our children. God, you've got to come to our young people. God, you've got to break through in their lives. You've got to make yourself real to them. God did it in my life, and he wants to do that. That's his desire. That's his heart. And we've got to, we've got to pray. We've got to do some neology or walkology or however we pray. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it works. And I've seen God begin to touch some of our kids. I videoed it last Sunday. Two of our little ones over here singing and little one dancing. <laughs> and it touched my heart. I saw some of them raising their hands. I saw some of our young people raising their hands. I said, thank you, Lord. I, no person can do that. Only God can do that in your life. And all of us, we need to keep praying. We need to keep believing and encouraging. Hallelujah, that God will break through and win in our children. We have an opportunity, the privilege to be in this place to get to know Jesus, for him to touch your life and to carry that into your business, into your home, people that will stand with you and help you and believe for God to win. And so that was the thing that God was after. He was wanting them to turn back to that lovership. In Galatians 2.20, I just want to end with a couple verses here. Look at Galatians 2.20. And I can quote it. <laughs> I don't feel like look for it. I'll just quote it. Okay. Praise the Lord. I don't know, sometimes they say it's good to eyeball it. So Galatians 2.20, if you want to put that up. Or, okay, it says this. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. Hallelujah. I get so excited when I read that. Oh, praise the Lord. I am crucified with Christ. You know what it means to be crucified? That means to be put to death. That means that old man, that old thing in our life, that sin nature is put to death. Oh, he says we're crucified with Christ. When he comes into your life, when he died on the cross, he paid that price so that you and I can have freedom from sin. We're crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live. Hallelujah. There's life that comes out of the death. And it says this, yet not I but Christ lives in me. And so Jesus is working on something. We're doing something on the inside of us. He's changing us. Do you ever get convicted about something you say or maybe something you didn't say or should say or maybe something you thought or shouldn't have thought? But it says here, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life with which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. God wants to increase our faith. He wants to fill us with a greater trust in him. Jesus wants us to love him. Our Jesus loved us. He gave himself. And now he wants us to turn around and give ourselves back to him. Just like he poured himself out for us. We're to pour our lives back to him. And in Mark 12, 30... 
The Bible commands us to love Jesus with all our heart, soul, mind, and will. That's the great command. Why do you think God commanded that? Because he wants to fill us with love for him. He wants to come to us. And that's in Mark 12, 30. I'm going to read that. It says this. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There's none other commandment greater than these. Now, the Bible's full of commandments, but our life should be lived according to that command, loving the Lord with our everything. Mind, soul, body, our whole life is to please him. Praise the Lord. And how do we know if we have love for God? Well, I'm going to read you the scripture. This is the last scripture I'm going to read today. John 14, 23 says this. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and will come unto him and will make her abode with him. You know what it's saying? When you obey the word of God, it's not how you feel. Sometimes you don't feel like it. You know, you have something happen to you and you feel like discouraged and you feel like I can't take this. But something rises up within you and the word of God says, rejoice evermore and everything give thanks for this is the will of God and grace Jesus concerning you. And so you say, okay, I'm going to praise the Lord. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I put this thing in your hands. You know what you're doing. And I'm trusting you. God, you come and be glorified. Have your way in me, in my life. Oh, hallelujah. And you know what happens? He's working. <laughs> he wants that lovership. He wants that fellowship with you. Whether things are going good or bad, he's teaching us to walk with the king. Don't ever blame him. That's a lie from the devil. Shoot that one right out. Say, no, I don't want anything to do with that. That's God's a God of love. He's not going to do anything that's going to hurt me. He only going to do things that are going to bless me. And if that lie comes to you and you want to blame God, don't you listen to it. You say, Lord, my life is your hands. In your hands, I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to walk with you. And you're going to teach me how to fight the fight of faith. And I'm going to believe for victory. If I have to get my brothers and sisters to help me pray, we're going to stand to see the glory of God. Hallelujah. You're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. God imparted to everyone in this place a hunger and a thirst for you alone to walk with you, to serve you with all their hearts. Lord, I pray for the children up to every adult. Lord, I pray that we'll leave this place with a hunger and a thirst, not wanting to be better, but Lord, having you, your presence in us. Lord, a touch of God upon our lives. We just say, Lord, today we give ourselves to you to serve you. Moms, grandmothers, 
single ones, married ones to be. Serve Jesus with all your heart. Love him. Walk with him. Read your Bible. Pray. Get into the house of God. And you know what I want to say to the younger ones? Hang with the godly ones, older godly ones. <laughs> They'll teach you some things. And you know what? Some of the things that they've entered into will rub off on you. <laughs> love those. You know, look for some of the older ones. Reach out. Love them. Because you know what? They'll pray for you. They'll pour into you. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. I'm just going to ask all the moms to come forward. We're going to pray for the moms this morning. Amen. You know, as Donna was speaking, I felt that we wanted each mom to come because we have a gift for each one of you. But I was, I was sitting there, the Lord dropped in my heart. He has a gift for you as you come. Amen. He's going to pour out greater love for you. Because I tell you, you can't be a mom without being an overcomer and being filled with love. Because things happen. But God is going to empower you ladies. And we're going to pray that he will give you just that fresh touch of love today. And just cause you to go through. And as you stand in the gap for your family, you're going to see great and mighty things. You know, sometimes in church, like folks like to go to the perfect church. Well, good news for you or bad news. There is no perfect church and there's no perfect family. But isn't it wonderful that we can see God straighten out crooked places, change your children, change those circumstances, meet needs. That's where testimony is all about. God has a victory to win in every home. So ladies, if you will, because the gift is up here, please come. All right, just stand and come and receive your gift. And we're going to pray for you. Amen. I have a word for us. God gave you a treasure. Honor that treasure. Support them. Love them. Hold up their hands. They labor hard to serve us well, don't they? How many want to thank God for each one of these mothers? Come on, let's thank them. pray with me all right pray for your wife pray for all of these dear women these mothers you know jungle you've had a real good mother i want you to come here and pray i can remember my wife we call assisted donna kneeling down by the bedside with john gordon in prayer 
open all she'd, she'd open her eyes and he'd be gone <laughs> but he did learn a whole lot of the process and I want to thank Donna she worked hard to give him the scripture, memorize with him, read him Bible stories. I remember hearing a shout from the other room, the, the baby, the baby. I thought something happened. She had been reading this story about Abraham to him, and he could recite the whole thing. You want to pray? Come here. Dear Lord, we just thank you for every mom in this room. Lord, first of all, I pray for those who have either lost a mom, God, whose mom isn't with them today. God, we just pray for um, healing today for hearts who are hurting. God, I thank you so yeah. much, God, that you fill in the gaps, Lord, where we are missing. So, Lord, we just thank you today for everyone who either the relationship with their mother is broken today or their mother is passed on to heaven or, or, or they may not be close. Lord, we just thank you that you can restore relationships and you can fill in every gap that is wide. So, Lord, we thank yeah. you today for wrapping your arms around those who are hurting today. But Lord, we just thank you for these moms who are standing in front this morning. God, we pray that you'll empower them by the Holy Spirit, God, to be mothers who are godly examples to their families. God, I thank you that they are, but Lord, I pray that even in a fresh way today, God, you'll give them grace to, God, to live the life, God, that others will see so that uh, they can be impacted by the life of Jesus. Lord, we thank you today, God, for the beautiful power of women in our lives, God, who can lead us to Jesus. So, Lord, we pray that you will show them their worth today, their purpose, God, I pray for those who uh, are struggling, Lord, from discouragement or feeling like their purpose is less than others. God, I thank you, Lord, that these women are called to do great and mighty things for your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you build your kingdoms through your kingdom through families. So Lord, I, Lord, I thank you that these mothers are doing kingdom work today. God, I pray as they influence their children, raise their children. God, I thank you that uh, your kingdom is going to reap the harvest. God, of blessing for decades and, and, and years to come. Lord, we thank you today for every mother. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, Lord, you put in my heart that you had a gift for them. And Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name. Yes. Holy Jesus, let the presence of Jesus, your word says that the Holy Spirit and the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit He has given us. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit, which is in every one of us as believers, will quicken. And that, Lord, each one will be deepened. And that overcoming love that will stand and will see the victory through. Bless our women. Anoint them, oh Jesus. Let them see great and mighty answers to prayer. Let them see the enemy driven back and the glory of God. Let them have a testimony of your wonderful power and working in each one of these families represented. Lord, bless this day. Bless each home as they gather, as we celebrate the goodness of these precious women. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Greet one another.